Are the Bengals back? What's going on with CeeDee Lamb right now? That and more on the Charlie Jacobs Podcast. Today's Tuesday, October 10th. Another week of football in the books. And this one, definitely an interesting one. There's a lot of things going on. But before I get to football, I want to talk quickly about some preseason basketball. Last night, Victor played Chet. Both of them looked great. Victor had 20, Chet had 21. For a preseason game, it was a lot of fun to watch, especially with all the hype Victor was getting. And also just to see Chet out there, who people are saying he could win Rookie of the Year because he didn't play last year. And coming out of Gonzaga, he was a good prospect. He looks a little bit bulkier, and both him and Victor, yeah, it was a fun matchup. Victor's jump shot, it's amazing. It's unguardable at the top. And then for the Thunder, I think they're going to be a top-four team in the West this year. You have the Nuggets, who I think are amazing. You have the Grizzlies, who always do well in the regular season. And then you have the Kings, who I think are going to be just as good as last year, maybe even better, especially after adding multiple-time EuroLeague MVP Sasha Vizenkov. He had 12 points. He was their leading scorer. And I think he could add a whole new aspect to that team. Now on to football, though. I want to start off by talking about two injuries that are very big. Justin Jefferson... Possibly going to go on IR. I think he will. And then also Devon Achan. He has a knee injury and they might even put him on IR. He's week to week as of now. So we'll see what happens with that. Also, because I'm not really going to go deep into this game today, I just want to mention how good Joey Porter Jr. has looked for the Steelers. That was a really weird game. Lamar had a lot of passes dropped, especially by Zay Flowers, who still ended up having a solid game. But the Ravens should have won that game, and TJ Watt had two sacks, adding to his league-leading sack total with eight right now. I want to go back to Thursday night and talk about that game. Bears-Commanders. So, starting with the Commanders, Chase Young is back. This season, he has three sacks, and he didn't play the first few weeks. He also is tied for fourth most QB pressures in the league with 27. Rookie corner Emmanuel Forbes has had a very strange start to the season. He's led up over 400 yards as the corner, and which is the most in the league and the most ever through five weeks since 2019. But he leads all rookie corners in pass deflection this season with five. So... Take that what you will. It's very interesting. Hopefully his play improves. I love seeing rookies succeed in the NFL. And yeah, but onto the Bears, who look amazing. Justin Fields, through the past two games, he's completely flipped the narrative. Fields, in these last two games, he's had eight touchdowns to only one interception. He's running the ball more, and he's a more accurate passer. Through the first three games, he was a 58% completion percentage. And the last two games, he's having a 67% completion percentage. Also, DJ Moore is having a career year. On Thursday, he had eight catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns, which was amazing to watch. But funny enough, Moore was the only Bears receiver who had a reception. All the other receivers, even though they had targets, they didn't have any catches. But it was also tight ends who had a lot of catches. And Cole Komet had a very good game, too. Next up, I want to talk about the Texans versus Falcons. Yes, I'm going to continue to praise C.J. Stroud. He really does look like the real deal. He looks amazing, and he threw the ball well against a strong pass defense in the Atlanta Falcons. Also, the Texans' run defense looks much improved over last year. That might be something to do with D'Amico Ryans. And also, Will Anderson has played fairly well, especially with what they invested to get him. I think he's going to be a great player going forward, and it's very fun to watch the Texans be a good team again, and be relevant. But now onto the Falcons' side, and this is where it gets very interesting, because that division is still wide open. Desmond Ritter, in his NFL career, has not lost a game at home. 
He's 5-0 at home. In college, he never lost a game at home back in Cincinnati. Also, for the Falcons, Bijan Robinson continues to amaze each week. He always says this one highlight every week that you watch and you go, oh my god, how did he do that? This week, it was that behind-the-back catch, and there was even on Twitter a view from the top, a bird's-eye view of the catch, and it looked like he was playing basketball, but in a football game. It was really cool. Um, Going back to Ritter, though, Ritter was very clutch on that last drive of the game, and when I was watching that, it was surprising to see because Ritter has struggled this season, but also it's kind of cool because you never know when your players are going to step up like that in big moments. He drove them down to get the field goal, and funny enough, Ritter's best career game, which was this game, came when he threw the most to Drake London and Kyle Pitts, who both had also great games. Now I want to talk about, briefly, I want to talk about Eagles-Rams. Jalen Carter had two sacks. He continues to dominate. Also, Hassan Reddick is back. He had two sacks, and I think he's going to keep doing it. I feel like he's going to be in my three-sack list very soon, and it might even be more than three because he's a stud, and I'm not happy that, as a Giants fan, we need to face him twice a year, especially with the state of our offensive line. Also, for the Rams... Matthew Stafford looks back into his Super Bowl season form. He looks very good. He's throwing the ball well. And now with Cup back, you have Cup and Nakua, who look like a top receiver duo going forward. You also have Tutu Atwell. They just traded Van Jefferson to the Falcons, but still, those three receivers. You also have Higby. It's a good receiving core, and they have a good offense. Now I want to talk about quickly the Lions versus the Panthers. This is the best season Adam Thielen has ever had. He is dominating right now. Even though a lot of it isn't garbage time because the Panthers are 0-5, he still looks great. He's still getting open, and he doesn't really show his age right now. He's someone who I think could get traded to the Kansas City Chiefs because the Chiefs need a receiver. Yes, they have Kelsey. Kelsey did get a little banged up, and Rashi Rice has looked pretty good, but they need a receiver. The other thing, though, you could the argument to that is that the Chiefs' run game does look very good this year, and it looks way better than it has in past years because of how well Isaiah Pacheco is running the ball. But back to the Lions-Panthers, Bryce Young, he had his best game so far of his NFL career. Yes, he threw two picks, but he looked more like he belonged in the NFL rather than him looking like a college player with a bunch of pro players. And for the Lions, Jared Goff, you could argue that he's the second best quarterback in the NFC, and I'm actually going to touch on that a little bit later. But also with the Lions... Sam Laporta already looks like one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He had two touchdowns this week. He looks like an alpha. He looks like someone who's going to demand targets. And you don't often see rookie tight ends break out like this. It usually takes him a couple years, but he's doing it right from day one, and he looks great. Now I'm going to talk about Titans-Colts. A battle for the AFC South. It's a very interesting division, too, just like the NFC South. Funny, and it's both the South divisions. But that division's also wide open. Anthony Richardson, when he's healthy, he's been awesome. He's so fun to watch. He's great for fantasy. It's great to see him run the ball. He has such a rocket of an arm. But weirdly enough, the Colts have only won games this season when Minshew has played a majority of the game, not Anthony Richardson. Minshew, you could say, is 3-0 this season, and Anthony Richardson is 0-2, which is very interesting. But I do think Anthony Richardson, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a great quarterback going forward. Now onto the Titans side. D-Hop, he finally had a good game, but Tannehill really isn't that good. They need a quarterback, whether that's Levis, Malik Willis, or drafting someone in this loaded QB class coming up. 
it's it's a weird situation there, but DeAndre Hopkins did look good. And also, Ty J. Spears, the third-round rookie, he looks like the real deal, and he looks like someone... He's already eating into Derrick Henry's snaps, and he looks like he might even take over at some point this season because Henry is starting to show his age a little bit. Not saying anything against Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs of the past decade. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But Ty J. Spears, it's that young juice that he's going to come in and take some of the starter's work, and he's going to take some of the veteran's job. And I feel like he's going to be a good running back in his career. Another game. The London game, Bills versus Jaguars. This is a very interesting game, especially considering all the injuries on the Buffalo side of the ball. You had Matt Milano, who's out for the year. Daquan Jones, likely out for the year. Trey White, out for the year. Von Miller did come back, but still losing those three guys for the year, it's devastating for the Bills. Last week, the Dolphins, they couldn't really move the ball against this Bills defense. And then towards the end, Trey White got injured. But now, with these with the Bills losing these three guys for the season, it's going to be hard for them to be as good of a defense. Yes, they have two of the best safeties in football, and yes, Von Miller is back. But still, it's hard to come overcome those injuries, and Trey White always gets injured, and I hate that for him because he's such a good player when he's healthy. I'd be shocked now if the Bills finish first in the division. And quickly to talk about Josh Allen, the Bills' Josh Allen, he always makes... Like, one weird throw a game that he just chucks it up. Yeah, the one in this game, you could say it was an arm punt. But still, Josh Allen, he makes some weird plays that feels like he doesn't know what he's doing. But most of the time, he looks good. This game wasn't one of his best games. And now to talk about the Jags. Trevor Lawrence looked more like what he did last year in the playoffs and down the stretch of last season when the Jaguars were very good. It was kind of interesting to see it might have been because of the injuries especially with Trey White but the Jags wide receivers were always open on third downs and also just overall they were always open there was a lot of third down plays where Lawrence would roll out and throw it to Ridley stay in the pocket and throw it to Ridley or Kirk or Zay Jones and they'd just be wide open in very weirdly soft coverage on the sideline and they just converted every time and the Jaguars really controlled that game Now, the last game I want to talk about before I get into the jugular is Bengals-Cardinals. The Cardinals right now. Hollywood Brown is having the best year of his career. There's no doubt about it. He looks great on the field. Hollywood still has that speed, and he's also just been very good at getting open this season. He's become a little bit better of a jump ball receiver, but for him, it's mainly speed. He looks great. I still think he's a little bit of a trade candidate. That could be someone that the Chiefs try to trade for. Because that they need a receiver. At least I think they need a receiver. And yeah, Cardinals, they seem like a team that's tanking. But there are also times in the games when you look at it and say, why is this team tanking? Because they're not as bad as they were originally thought to be in the start of the season. I'm not saying they're good, but I'm just saying they're not the worst team in the league. That's the Giants, unfortunately. For the Bengals, Jamar Chase finally had a big game. 15 catches, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase, with this game, is the second player since 1950 who have had multiple games of 10-plus receptions, 190-plus receiving yards, and three-plus touchdowns. The other person, Jerry Rice. Puts him in very elite company, and he has had an amazing start to his career. He's so fun to watch, and I'm happy that he finally had a good game. Yes, it was the Cardinals, but... The Bengals didn't look like they really needed T. Higgins. Trenton Irwin looked solid in that game. 
and Chase, yeah, Chase took over. But T. Higgins could even be someone that gets traded. I'd be surprised if he gets traded to the Chiefs. I could see him get traded somewhere else. Just because the Bengals and the Chiefs now have that little rivalry, especially with the playoffs. But I do think T. Higgins could be traded midseason or likely after the season because of the whole contract situation. But the Bengals do look like they're back. Winning the division, we'll see, because that division is very tough, especially with the Browns' defense and how good they've been. But we have to see how that unfolds. It's a very interesting division, and it's very competitive right now. Also, Trey Hendrickson, not three sacks. He had two and a half, close to three. So I guess I'll give him a little nod to the three-sack club. Now for the moment you've all been waiting for, the Jacobs jugular. I know I said earlier about Jared Goff being the second-best quarterback in the NFC, but I think the second-best quarterback in the NFC is actually Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC, and there's really no arguing that. Purdy is the second-best. He's, right now, nine touchdowns to zero interceptions. He carved up the Dallas defense that everyone said was one of the best defenses in the league. And some of those throws he made across the middle, there was one third to Ayuk, one third to Debo across the middle. They were so perfectly placed. It was incredible to watch. And with Purdy, he was Mr. Irrelevant. You don't expect him to be this good. Yet, it could be the system. But at the same time, the Niners are dominating everyone they play. They are by far the best team in the NFL. Brock Purdy still has not lost in the regular season as a starter. And in the playoffs against the Eagles, it's kind of hard to count that as a loss for him because of how early he got injured. And yeah, speaking of the injury, after needing UCL surgery over the offseason and then coming back and looking like this, I think it's very surprising. He looks amazing. And I'm happy for the Niners. They found their franchise guy, it seems, in the seventh round out of all places. And I don't know who's stopping them. Really. I mean, yes, this week it's going to be interesting because they play the Browns defense, but still, I don't know who's stopping them. Now a little bonus segment. I want to do a little bit of a mini jugular because this one, I don't know how much I actually believe in it, but I'm just kind of throwing out a hot take that I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. But right now, when Jerry Jones was asked about if he wants C.D. Lamb to get more opportunities, he said he doesn't really know, and he was saying that the team needs to spread the ball around to several wide receivers and tight ends. But C.D. Lamb is in his contract year. He's due for a contract at the end of the season. Maybe it could be something similar to what happened with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill a couple years ago where he gets traded at the end of the season because he wants out of the Cowboys organization because of this whole lack of targets thing. But also, I could see a world where the Chiefs come over and they're like, hey, Cowboys, we want C.D. Lamb. We'll give you this. Can we have him for the rest of this season? And the Cowboys is going to be an offer they can't say no to. I just think that really could happen. And I might be talking it into existence, but it is something very interesting to consider. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back next week for my recap of week six of the NFL season.